Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. I was muted that whole time. So, hey, everybody, welcome to today's episode. We are talking about how to mindfully declutter your stuff and where to actually take it. Okay, so we are going to be having some honest conversations in this episode with dignity and with grace, and they are important conversations, and they're not always easy to hear. So um, I just want to open up this episode and this conversation, if you're watching live, to, to have an, a dialogue, right? To have an honest, open, compassionate, dignified, graceful conversation. So when I want you to know that this is what I am not saying. This is what I am not saying about donating your stuff and giving your stuff to other people. I am not saying, hey, Angie, I'm not saying to be ungrateful, right? And I'm not saying it. you can't be generous. And I am not saying that I am against giving and receiving hand-me-downs or secondhand things because I love that. I love it and I think it's important. Um, so I'm not saying that I am against these things. I am all for gratitude and appreciation and giving and receiving and sharing our resources, especially when they're secondhand. And I with generosity. Um, so, and I, I live it and practice it every day. So I am not saying I'm against those things and I'm not saying to not engage in those things. And this is what I am saying when it comes to mindfully decluttering your stuff and where you actually take it and who you give it to, to ask for consent, right? To ask people explicitly, do you want this? Do you need this? And I like to take it a step further and let people know you can say no to me and that will be the end of the story and I will move on, right? Because I think sometimes people, especially women and especially mothers, we feel obligated to say yes. We feel obligated to be people pleasers. And so we say yes to things when we don't wanna say yes. And so I explicitly tell people, if the answer is no, please tell me no. And that will be the end of the story, right? Um, instead of just assuming that people want your stuff, or just assuming that you know what they need, right? Or just assuming that it will be useful to them or they will repurpose it or something, right? Don't make those assumptions for people. Ask for their explicit consent and have a conversation about it. Um, I am also saying, and here's, here's the thing that I love to talk about is like be very mindful about your intentions and the messages that you're sending and to not use people as your clutter scapegoat. Okay, now what I mean by that, I have been one and I have been on the receiving end of it, right? A clutter scapegoat is when I would do things because I used to be a teacher and I had a preschool with a thousand square foot of space with toys and I would be overwhelmed with my stuff and have too much and then I would just drop it on my friend's doorsteps, right? And be like, hey, I had a bunch of toys that I thought your kids would like and I left them on your door. 
right? And I would do that. And I would tell myself that I was being nice to them and I was doing them a favor and I was giving them this great gift, not ever even considering the fact that maybe they are also drowning in stuff. Maybe they don't want the toys. Maybe I'm making their life harder by just dumping my stuff onto them. And it was, it could be toys, it could be clothes. Um, I was also the recipient of people doing that, right? Just assuming that because I was a young mom with not a lot of money that I wanted all of their hand-me-down furniture and decor. So I would, I would say, yes, I would say, sure, bring me all your stuff. And then I had this house full of stuff, house full of furniture, house full of clothes, house full of um, all of these things that I didn't have room for and had good intentions behind it, right? It's not like they were doing malicious things to me, but it, it did make my life a little bit harder, right? Because then I had all this stuff that I didn't have room for. And then I felt bad for getting rid of it. Um, so don't use people as your clutter scapegoat and recognize if you are doing that, right? And it's okay if you do it. I have done it, right? I have done it, especially with toys, especially when I had too much of my own stuff and I was overwhelmed because it felt better to do that than to take it to the donation center or worse, try and sell it and realize nobody wants it or throw it away because it was actually trash, right? Um, it made me feel better to do that, but I was not explicitly asking people if they even wanted my stuff, which is not cool. It is not cool to do that to people. And it's not cool to be on the receiving end of it. So um, consider that and just ask yourself if you are bypassing, if you are bypassing the, the, the real deal clutter truth root issue that you need to get to, right? Like that's what I was doing. I was bypassing the whole entire notion that I had too much stuff. I was buying things with money I didn't have in amounts that I couldn't ever possibly use, buying all of these things that I didn't need. And I was not addressing the root issue. And I was bypassing it by just pushing it off onto other people, assuming I was giving my family and friends you know, these good things and doing them a favor when really I was not. It, I was making it about me instead of actually considering the recipient, right? Like I was not asking. One of the things I like to ask now is like, if, is, am I making this easy for the recipient to receive, right? Am I explicitly asking them, do you want this? Do you need this? And am I explicitly saying, you can tell me no, right? you can tell me no, and I will take it somewhere else. Um, so that is what I am saying, right? Be mindful about it when you are giving Consider who you're giving it to and consider, you know, are you assuming they want this? Are you assuming they need it? Um, are you assuming a need, especially if it's people in crisis or people who are air quote in need? Are you assuming that you know their need? Um, and I'm going to talk about that um, in more depth in a little bit. But um, when it comes to getting rid of your stuff, don't just push it off onto other people. Um, don't just push it off onto donation centers. Really, really consider what it is, who you're giving it to, and why. Um, and there are two specific examples that I want to talk about um, because we are coming up on the Christmas season. And then I want to talk about specifically family and friends who are in crisis and in need and what they actually need, which is not a whole bunch of stuff. So um, this is something that comes up and I've done it. I have done it. Um, I have done it with the stuff that I've donated and I've done it when I've participated in things like the secret Santa events um, where, and I'm not saying don't do it again, right? I'm not saying don't be generous, don't be giving. I'm not saying any of that, but I would tell my kids things like, 
we, all of these toys are too much. We have too much stuff. We are going to give them to kids who don't have any. Um, and I've done a podcast episode on this again. And so I won't make it super lengthy. You can go listen to that episode, but it feels like now a backwards message to me, right? We're telling our kids that we're going to declutter so that we can have a simpler life so that we can have a happier life and that, you know, happiness doesn't come from things yet. We're sending the message and assuming that these kids who don't have any are unhappy and we're going to bless them with the stuff that we don't want. We're going to bless them with the stuff that is overwhelming us. And it feels like a backwards message to me, right? So again, I'm not saying don't give away the stuff that you have in excess, but be careful about the messages that you're sending when you do it, right? Um, so that's one note on that. Um, and I used to do it a lot with my kids. I used to use it as kind of the way that I would explain to them why we were getting rid of their stuff, right? Or how we were going to get rid of it, right? It was like, don't worry, you're going to get more. But right now we're going to get rid of this stuff and give it to other people who, you know, don't have any. Um, and it just feels like a weird dynamic to me now. And I'm going to talk about things that you can do in place of just offloading your stuff onto other people. Um, now, the next thing that I want to talk about are family and friends who are in crisis and in need. Okay. And I'm not talking about organizations, right? I'm not talking about, um, I'm not talking about those yet. I am talking about your specific family and friends who go through crisis, who you know, right? Maybe they're your friends. Maybe they're your neighbors. Maybe you're, there's somebody from your church. Maybe they're one of your kids' classmates, somebody who you know is like a specific home and entity, when they are in crisis, what do they actually need versus what do they end up getting? And I want to talk about this specifically because 2020 has been a heavy year for obvious reasons. However, in my personal life, I have had more friends die this year. I have had several friends die. I have had four of my friends within my friend circle die suddenly and abruptly. I have had um, family members die. Um, some we knew were going to die. Some were sudden and unexpected. I have had friends whose spouses have died suddenly and unexpectedly this year. I have had friends who have ongoing illnesses and major medical crisis. I had a friend whose home burnt down. I, um, I, I have had a lot of friends going through an actual crisis, right? If you think of a crisis that could happen, happen to them. And because I'm the person who talks about decluttering and stuff all of the time, I've been close to them and, and they've been the ones coming to me with these conversations of like, how do I deal with this, right? How do I tell people to, you know, thank you so much for thinking of us, but this is making, this is making things not easier, right? And it's not that they're making things hard, but it's not really helping and it is, consuming parts of their time and days in ways that aren't explicitly helpful. Um, so I have been that person for a lot of people having these conversations, which is this episode, um, just to kind of spread awareness of like what's actually helpful and what's not. And it seems like when there is a crisis event like this, right? My friends who have lost their spouses this year, there's an outpouring of giving people things and stuff and clothes and toys for the kids and all of these things within, you know, like a two to four week window and then everybody disappears and the world moves on. And the person in the crisis is like, I'm still having the crisis, 
and I still need support, but they don't have it because it's easy to give people flowers and it's easy to give people things, right? And it's easy to um, give these small things and it's hard and it's not sexy. It's not the sexy answer to like show up two months later and say, how are you doing, right? Like, do you have dinner? Do you have groceries, right? Because when people go through these kinds of crisis, this is another thing that I think we should normalize is like, they don't need stuff. I, I think we should normalize like offering support in the form of time and money and energy because that's what these people need most, especially things like money. And I know we are trained as society and especially as women and especially as mothers to not talk about money, but all of my friends and family who have been going through these crises, these crises this year, they're all thinking about money, right? It's not like you have to financially support them, but it's okay to say like, what's your PayPal? I have a little bit I can send you. Use it for whatever you want. Because a lot of times the needs that these people have, right? When people are air quote in need or are needy, they're thinking about money, right? They, they can't work. They're, you know, or they have limited work or they're losing, you know, one of the working family members in their home and they need money, right? They don't know how they're going to get groceries. Um, they don't know how they're going to get their kids to and from school. They don't know how they're going to buy the kids clothes, right? They don't know how they're going to pay for kids books or sports or medical bills, right? They are thinking about money and they are thinking about time, thinking about energy. And those are the things that they need the most. But those are the things that are the most awkward and uncomfortable to talk about. They're the things that are the most awkward and uncomfortable to give, but they are the most valuable things, right? They can take that money and they can turn it into groceries or they can take that money and they can pay for their treatments. Or they can take that money and they can, you know, they can buy, you know, they can pay for a nanny um, or whatever it is that they need, gas money to get to and from work. They don't need piles of stuff, right? They don't need a mug with their initials monogrammed on it, right? They don't need the fuzzy socks with inspirational quotes on it. They need your support, right? They need their support. They need people's time. And that's hard to do, right? When you think about giving to somebody, it's easy to give them a pile of clothes. It's easy to give them a pile of toys. It's hard to give them your time. And it's hard to give them your energy. And it's hard to give them your emotional support. And it's hard to give them some money if you have money to give, right? Um, but it's the most helpful. Um, oftentimes it is the most helpful because that is what these people are thinking about when they are in crisis. And like I said, I've had a lot of conversations with my family and friends who are dealing with these things this year and that's what they need, right? That's what they're wanting, but nobody wants to ask for it. Um, because all of the reasons, right? It's awkward. It's uncomfortable, um, for coffee because my, my computer has frozen up, but, um, okay. So let's talk about like tangible places and ways to actually get your clutter gone. I wanted to start with that first um, so that you guys kind of understand like where I'm coming from, right? I'm not saying don't donate things to people. I'm not saying don't give it to people, but how do you actually take your stuff away, right? And who do you actually give it to? Um, when it comes to donating like your clothes and toys, just ask your friends and family. Say, hey, you can do a, a group text. You can do a group chat. You can do you know a public post on your personal page do your buy nothing group page, right? There are so many options. Just be like, hey, I'm getting rid of all of this stuff. 
here is what I have. If you want some of it, please let me know because otherwise I'm taking it to the consignment store. Or otherwise I'm taking it to be donated, wherever it is that you're gonna take it. If you want to give it to people, ask, um, ask them, straight up ask them. It's so easy to just say, do you want this? Do you need this? It's okay to tell me no. Do the same with places like your local charities, right? Your, your, like your local like women's shelters, homeless shelters, Head Start, Early Head Start, um, nonprofit organizations. There are so many, you'll just have to do a quick Google search, but do the same thing for them because oftentimes these are small businesses, um, with small staffs, and they are already stretched thin. Just call them up and say, hey, I have this kind of stuff. Are you interested in it? If yes, I would love to bring it to you. Because I can say from personally from working at a Head Start and an early Head Start where we would get a lot of donations, a lot of times it was like people just assuming it's what we needed, right? Assuming it's what the families that we served needed and none of it was useful, right? And so then we had to be, you know, then we had to take our time out of like um, classroom planning from our home visits, from actually being able to work with the families to sort through all of the stuff and take it to donation centers, right? Um, so it ended up becoming a time and energy and resource leak for us when we could have been focusing on serving the families, right? And going to their homes, because that was part of what I did was home visits and actually built a relationship with the families. But then there were days where I had to sort through all of these donations that got dropped on our doorstep. Um, and so it would consume a day of my work sorting through stuff and taking it away. So call these places as if you were calling a friend and ask them, do, does anyone in your organization have a need for this stuff? This is a list of what I have, right? Um, and I've told the story before of taking all of my donations to Salvation Army and them cutting me off and saying, we're not taking any more donations from you. And I, I don't know if they were just not taking donations in general. Um, I took it personally because, you know, I was being very selfish. I was like, I have all of this crap that I need to get rid of. You're not letting me drop it off and there's nowhere small town to take it. And so I was like annoyed with them because I was trying to push my stuff on, onto them and they put up a clear boundary of like, we have enough stuff. We don't need any of your stuff. Take it somewhere else. And I was like, I don't have anywhere else to take it, right? Um, hey, Janelle. So it's, it can be hard to do with bigger organizations like Salvation Army or Value Village or um, whatever else there is like Goodwill. Um, but call them, especially if it's like a local to you space, call them. Be mindful and respectful of what it takes for them to sort through the stuff that you're giving them, what it takes for them for staffing, make sure that you're giving them easy to go through, easy to get on their shelves and sell in their business, right? They don't make money sorting through donations that are just thrown on their doorstep. Um, and if you guys remember at the beginning of the pandemic, there were a whole lot of viral posts of people being like, I'm stuck at home, I have all this crap in my house, and then throwing it on the doorsteps of places in the middle of the night and the stores waking up, or you know, you know, waking up, showing up the next day and having parking lots full of crap that they had to clean up, right? So be mindful about how you're giving it to people even if it's an organization, especially if it's a small organization, because they're going to have to hire people to come go through that stuff and figure out what to do with it. Um, there is a really great company called Savers. 
I think they're mostly a West Coast company um, because when we lived in California, they existed, but they do a really great job of forcing the consumer to take ownership for their donations. Um, this is another moment where when we moved from California to the Midwest, I had a, some stuff to get rid of. And I was like, I'll take it to Savers because they're the closest one to me and it will be super simple. It's all nice stuff. And the stuff that I was donating was nice stuff. We had these brand new like um, exercise bikes. Um, we had this really nice futon couch. Um, we had very nice stuff that I brought to them and they straight up told me, we, we're not gonna take this. Our store is full, we don't have room for it. So there's a recycling center down the street you can take it to. Uh, we, we aren't taking this futon because uh, one of the arms was like bendy and needed repaired. And they were like, you can take it to, you can take it to the recycling place down the road. We also have a recommendation. They had this flyer of recommendations for other places for me to take it to, um, to like this place that uh, refurbished furniture. They're like, you can take it there. And of course I was annoyed as the consumer because I'm like, I just want this crap out of my house. And they were like, cool, that's not our responsibility. It is not our responsibility as a business to just take your crap, right? It's not our responsibility. And I think sometimes we bypass that, right? We assume that these stores, these donation centers will want all of our stuff and they'll just take it. And then we make it their problem. Savers was very good about that of like, nope, like this is your stuff. We can't sell it. We don't have room for it. So here's a list of other places to take it. And I loved that. I, I didn't like it in the moment because like I said, like I was all about me, me, me. I have to move. I have to get this stuff out. You're making it very inconvenient for me. I don't want to drive to the recycling center. Um, but it forced me as a consumer to take ownership of my stuff, which is super, super important. And I kind of one of the overarching messages that I hope you get from this episode is you as a consumer have to take ownership of your stuff and not just push it off onto other people even if the other people is, you know, a, a, an organization or a business. Um, and Savers is actually very good about recycling and taking things like textiles. Hey, Amanda, um, textile donations. So they even take that stuff. And you can see it when you drive up to their facilities because they have these big compacted squares of like old clothes that were not donatable, right, for their textile recycling. And they have all of the cardboard and compacted for their cardboard recycling. They have all of it out front and you can see how they do that. But the thing is, is that it costs money. It costs businesses money to recycle and it costs businesses money to repurpose this stuff. And it costs businesses money to redistribute it. And it costs businesses money to trash it. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but when you go to a Goodwill or one of your local charities, Oftentimes, the back of the building has a whole lot of dumpsters, and a lot of times they march the stuff that's donated to them straight to the dumpsters, and they have to pay for those dumpsters. And essentially, they just became the middleman for your stuff to the landfill, because a lot of times the stuff that we are donating is not actually benefiting the people that we're giving it to, which is super, super important. Yeah, Sienna, it costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of money to redistribute it, to recycle it to sort it as far as like just logistically moving it and, and placing it and compacting it, paying for your staff, paying for all of the things that go into that. And so I think a lot of times we have a, an inflated perspective on 
the value of the stuff that we're giving people, even if it's organizations and what it actually costs people to have to take that on. Um, so as far as solutions for this, right? Because I'm not saying don't donate, again, I'm not saying don't donate your stuff. I'm not saying don't get rid of it. What do you actually do, right? The most important thing, sometimes the most, here, how do I say this? Sometimes the most impactful and beneficial way to get rid of your stuff is to just recycle it, take it to textile recycling, take it to the landfill and cutting out the middleman. Because when you do this, it will change you. It will change you on a cellular level. I will never ever forget watching all of my being denied donation access to Salvation Army, being like, okay, I, I still have a whole house full of stuff that nobody wants, nobody will buy it, nobody will take it for free. The donation centers can't take it. What the heck do I do with it? And I had to throw a lot of it away. I will never forget that. And so for that reason, I will not overconsume. right? Overconsumption is the root issue here. Black Friday, buying things we don't need, buying things for sale that we don't need, getting on Amazon Prime and ordering things in the middle of the night and having primnesia. That's the issue. That's the root issue. That's why landfills get full because as consumers, we demand it and the supply meets the demand. And there's just no solution. There is not a, there is no possible way I could have ever used up, repurposed, or used everything in my house, to be honest. Like I just had too much stuff. And I know that I say that in the background of this is all of my husband's suits, but you know, we all have our vices, <laughs> right? My husband's is suits. Um, but that's, that's the root issue. And sometimes we just have to rip it off like a Band-Aid and get rid of this stuff and not buy those things in the future. Um, if you guys are in the group, I just made a post about switching out my kids' wardrobes. And it was so tempting to buy the cute hoodies that we didn't need, the cute dresses that we didn't need, the cute boots that we didn't need, the cute... Um, everything, all of the cute little toddler clothes that we did not need. But I will literally think back in my head to the time where I had four giant boxes of toddler clothes that nobody would buy or take from me. And I won't ever get to that point again, which is why I stick to seven to 10 outfits for my kids, right? I won't overconsume. I will not be a part of the, the crew that creates an inflated demand for things that really are not needed and end up waste, waste. They end up in the landfill, they end up trash. They end up burdening our friends. They end up burdening these companies. They end up burdening our landfill. They end up killing our planet, right? They end up all of these negative things. And the only way to fix it is to stop it at the root. Stop it at the root. Stop consuming things we don't need. Stop buying things and then stop trying to, it, like it's okay. It is okay to let it go. It's gonna be painful. You're gonna feel bad, right? Because you're gonna throw away a lot of perfectly, maybe could be used by somebody's stuff someday, but you're never gonna to get to that point again, right? And then you will also be at a point where you can see your family and friends in crisis and do things like take a screenshot of the fun little gift that made you think of them and then actually reach out to them and ask them how they're doing instead of just sending them some socks that they don't, ever wear and they don't actually care about. And then they just have to feel guilty about letting go because it was a gift from somebody at a low point in their life, right? You'll actually be able to have a connection with people. 
you'll actually be able to reach out to them and nurture them and give them the emotional support or whatever it is that they need, right? Um, instead of just a whole bunch of stuff. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys. I get very fired up about this, especially in 2020. Like I said, we're just in my personal life. I have had a lot of friends go through the worst of the worst kind of crisis that can happen. And I know for sure that the thing that they needed most was never a thing, right? And everything, it was something unexpected that they just wanted to have the freedom to get for themselves, right? Um, that's why I'm like, let's normalize gifting people money because that is at the top of the most people when they are going through a crisis, right? How am I going to get money? How am I going to buy food for my family? How am I going to get them from place to place? How am I going to have time for this? How am I going to have energy for this, right? That's what people are thinking about. And when you clear your own physical space, you can see that and you can tune into that and you can connect into that and you can give them that and it feels good. Okay, so that's it for this episode and I will see you guys all around. Hey, real quick, before you go, I just wanted to let you know, you're not a terrible housekeeper, you just have too much stuff and you might have some toddlers. I wanted to invite you to Decluttering Simplified, the four-week plan to help you declutter your entire home top to bottom in the simplest way possible. Yes, it can be easy. Yes, you can do it. Stop shifting your clutter around. You know, the thing you do where you don't really know what to do with the stuff, so you try to put it in the closet or move it to another space of the house, or maybe you even packed it up into nice little containers, but ultimately you're just organizing your clutter and that's not gonna get you to where you wanna be. Decluttering Simplified is your four-week plan. You don't have to do it in four weeks. You get lifetime access to it, but I promise you, once you get started, you're not gonna wanna stop until the four weeks is up. In addition to this four-week plan, you get to join the Decluttering Simplified group and myself twice a month for live co-decluttering sessions. This is where we hop on Zoom together. I play you some super fun and kid-friendly music, and you get 30 minutes to declutter with all of us together to help keep you on track. I promise you will love this. You will have so much fun. And best of all, you will get your house decluttered in no time. If you want to get into Decluttering Simplified, just go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash decluttering simplified, or you can find the link in the show notes of this episode. I can't wait to see you inside. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. 
So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.